makes you happy and gets you out of bed in the morning. Many experts feel that it's important for us to ponder this question and even go as far back as childhood to remember things such as hobbies and interests that spark joy for us in our younger years. It could be dancing, art, or even cooking perhaps, but are you doing any of these activities now as diversions from your everyday to recharge and ignite your creativity or energy? And I'm not trying to get all woo-woo here, but think about it. What if you could take this thing that gets you excited and makes you feel fulfilled and started, I don't know, a blog, a coaching business, maybe take some lessons, or even write a book? Do you have an interest you'd like to share with others? What if you could even make this a source of income? You know, make a little money. What is holding you back? There are many women in midlife starting something new, and they will tell you they have all had fear, imposter syndrome, or self-doubt at some point in the process. Give yourself permission to get uncomfortable and pursue those things that could light you up. health, wellness, career, relationships, and everything in between. We're removing the taboo from what really matters in midlife. I'm your host, Michelle Folan, and this is Asking for a Friend. Welcome to the show, everyone. My guest today is a very popular current events blogger who turned her passion for her city and love of great food and events into her full-time gig. Michelle Dorward-Jones created her Hey Michelle platform and is now the go-to for all that is fun, exciting, and new in her hometown. She has amassed a loyal following and is another example of a midlife woman stepping out and doing great things to support businesses and her community. Welcome to Asking for a Friend, Michelle Dorward-Jones. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm really excited. I was laughing this morning as I was thinking about us getting together today. I told you at an event, it was the Cincinnati Business Courier Women's Mentoring event that I was doing this podcast. I was like, oh, I should have you on. And you're like, all right, just let me know. And that was probably two and a half years ago. I think it was. Yes. Okay. Well, we finally got it together. Congratulations for you. That's great that it's going strong for you. Well, the show was a year old in May. We've got about 70 shows out there. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a testament to following through with an idea. And I want to get into that with you because you do have kind of a cool story of how you got into this. But first of all, before we start, Michelle, If you could just tell the listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, family details, and where you went to school. All right. Where I went to high school or college. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's a Cincinnati thing. (laughs) That's a Cincinnati thing. (laughs) It's a great question. I defend that question all the time. I was born and raised in Cincinnati. My family is from Milwaukee, Chicago, and so are my three oldest siblings. And then, so I'm the youngest of eight. The last of us were here in Cincy. So we've been here a long time. And I grew up near the Green Hills area, Green Hills, Finneytown, that area. And I went to UC. I'm a Bearcat. All right. Yes. And I love it. 
fellow Bearcat here. The season yeah. starts tomorrow. I'll be there. I know. My kids did not go to UC, but they are diehard UC sports fans, so it's fun. Oh, good. Awesome. Are you going to the game? I am not going to the game tomorrow. Well, this is ironic because I'll be with my college roommates. So we're going to Lorelei for the day. So their husbands will be there. So we will be on listening, I'm sure, to the game. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's great. You have a fun story as to how you started the blog. And I'd love for you to share that. It just really started very organically. I would just post on my regular Facebook page back then, back when that was our only thing, kind of where I went to dinner, maybe where I was shopping, where I was going, travel. And then it just kind of became this thing on closer to the weekends, my phone would blow up and it was like, hey, Michelle, we have people coming in from California. Where do we take them to dinner to impress them? Or hey, Michelle, I need a dress for a wedding. Where do you find anything? Or we have a game on the west side of town. Do they have restaurants over there that are fun? Just random questions, but it always started with, hey, Michelle. It was always, hey, Michelle. <laughs> so when I came up with the name, it was very easy because it just was what it was. And somebody said, you should start a blog. And I said, well, what is that? So back then, I really didn't know. So it just started with a once a week email and that kind of picked up. And with Instagram, of course, it made it an all-consuming <laughs> situation because now it's way too easy to throw information out there, but it's great. Yes. So that has made it, take it up a notch for sure. And how many years have you been doing it since you started even just the blog? I think it's almost eight years now. I was laughing because when I sent you an email, I just typed in, hey, Michelle, and I'm going, oh my God, that's so funny because I did the same <laughs> thing as all your friends do. I love it. Was there anything that scared you at first about putting yourself out there like this? Oh, yeah. Well, you're nervous. Like, does anybody really care what I'm saying? I mean, my kids don't. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh, I'm going to send this out. Let me see what people think or whatever. But it was really well received. And it's so hard with this kind of platform because you don't really know all the time. I mean, you can see how many people are looking, whatever. But you're kind of like, I hope I'm helping people or I hope it's bringing business to places or, you know. When I'm out and about and people pull me aside that I don't know, or people walk by me at things and they're like, hey, Michelle, I always say hi to everybody because I'm like, do I know them? But a lot of times I don't. And they're like, you don't really know me, but I know you. <laughs> right. They're like, is this weird if I get a selfie? I'm like, no, I love it because it makes me feel like I do it for a reason. So anytime anybody stops me or says anything, it does warm my heart because I do love that people are taking advantage of the information I'm giving them. So that's great. I can tell you, and this is honest to God. I'm a little bit of a hermit on the weekends because the week is so busy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes on the weekends, I tend to stay in my own little bubble. Yes. But I give you credit for getting me out to some really great restaurants and letting me know about events that drag my husband out. <laughs> because if I don't know about it, and if it's not there right in front of my face, I'm likely not going to do it. So thank you for that. No problem. I was going to say the hermit part, I said in the past, I have friends that do not go out. They're like, I don't go out. But they say, I love it on the weekends because I sit on my couch and I watch my shows and I look at what you're doing and I look at what you're posting. And then when I go to work on Monday, I know what everybody's talking about. And they're like, <laughs> I felt like I was there so I could talk about the event, like as if I know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. So that helps. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like such a loser for staying home all weekend on my sofa watching Netflix. <laughs> Which, okay, I don't do that, but yeah, we get out. Yeah, it's making the effort of going downtown and doing mm -hmm. that stuff that, and we both admit to each other we need to do that more. You started the blog and now see where it is now. Did you 
ever think it would get this big? No, no, I didn't because I really didn't know what Instagram was going to do with everything either and how followers come along and you never know what you do that gets more followers or whatever. But no, I don't. But I mean, I'm happy that it is like that because it does get businesses out there and tells people what's going on and highlights how great our city is. I mean, our city's great and it gets better every day. I said, doing our chefs and our restaurants and bars and just fun and our parks and concerts. I mean, there's so much fun going on. Our city gets better every day. Absolutely agree. My husband and I talk about that all the time. So I know you do a lot of entertainment and hospitality. What other stuff do you cover? Well-being. Right now, I just wrote up something for the parks, partnering with UC Health, and they're doing an alt-park thing this week coming up. Or like the Kroger Wellness Festival, which you and I are both working on. Mental health is so big. People reach out to me for... (laughs) all kinds of things. I'm like, okay, how do I make this to fit my platform? And somehow it all works if it's supporting someone and what they do. But really anything that I think will benefit everybody. So it doesn't have to be all eating and drinking and doing that. But anything that I feel like is benefiting our city or the people in our city, might as well get it out there, right? Right. Anything like from the ballet to the opera to the parks to give backs and charity. I'm very involved in charities. I'm co-chairing or helping out with three events coming up right now. So (laughs) that's kind of constant. Also, You're staying very busy. Yes. In addition to doing your platform. Yes, very much. (laughs) In those early days, I think about getting started with this podcast and navigating social media. Did you ever have to ask your kids for help on how to do stuff? (laughs) Well, I tried, but they always act like they don't know. And it's so funny, they are like, oh my gosh, my friends follow you. <laughs> now they're all you know out of college and it's fine. And then they do ask me like, okay, where should we go? It's super fun. But no, I kind of had to figure it out on my own because they weren't really into helping me <laughs> with social media. They're like, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> well, you are and you're out there. So very visible. They benefited from it. So they grasped, the beginning was a little rough, but now they're all in on a meal and going out and doing things fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You went through a divorce. Yes. Were you thinking at that point, okay, this blog may become my source of financial support? Yes. And it's not final yet. So I'm still trying to figure all that out. But yeah, there was a time when I separated and moved downtown and I thought, okay, I'm going to have to figure things out now (laughs) that I haven't had to do in the past. So God works in mysterious ways. I feel like that is kind of when things ramped up a little bit and Cincinnati became aware that people doing what I do deserve to be paid. It is marketing. It's like buying an ad in a magazine or a newspaper. It's the same thing, even better, I think, because people really see what we're doing. We can see how many people are looking at it and they follow us for a reason. We don't make anybody follow us. So they obviously enjoy what we're posting and want to do all those things. That became perfect timing for all of that when I kind of was trying to figure out what I need to do. Okay. And I run social media for Northern Kentucky for boutique hotel, restaurant bar for that whole Hotel Covington. So that's another, so same thing, social media for them. So it's all the same idea along with my own blog. Do you market yourself to do more of that, stepping up your game in that arena of helping other companies? Sometimes. I mean, really, what I'm doing right now is a lot. 
keeping up. I mean, that's six for them and myself. And I feel like I'm gonna, I never put my phone down or my computer away. It is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, the time that goes into doing social media, Kayla, who was the chef at Arnold's, who now is doing the pop-up Fridays right as we speak at Juicy Burger next to Avril Meats, which is amazing on Court Street. <laughs> I talked to her last Friday when I went to get a burger. And I'm like, how do you like this? She goes, this social media thing is killer. You're like, she goes, oh my gosh, the amount of time it takes to do a post is insane. I, go, I said, I know, I, people don't realize how much time it is to do all that stuff. Well, it's some of the equipment. So you got the ring light, you've got your phone, maybe you have to do filters, you do 10 takes before you stop stumbling over your words. Oh, yes. As I was doing this morning out on my back deck, trying to get something in for the weekend. And uh-huh. we all think, oh, yeah, our finished product looks great, but it's getting there. That can be the real challenge. Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> Sometimes somebody's in my, like, my kids are here and they hear me in the other room, or if I'm on vacation doing one of my sisters are in the other room, and I'm like, do you want to just say it with me now? You've heard me start this <laughs> 10 times and then I throw a cuss word in and I'm like, oh my gosh, start all over again. <laughs> I know. Maybe you need to do blooper reels. Well, I have so many. I promise you that. <laughs> me too. Lots of F-bombs. <laughs> Definitely. For sure. You've probably learned a lot now about starting your own business and you talked about getting compensated for getting out there and being the voice for these companies, how have you been able to determine market rate for compensation for these types of activities? That is super hard. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, this morning I went to Hathaway's Diner downtown because they have put out there that they think they have to close down. They're just not getting the traffic they want, blah, blah, blah. So I went down there and I'm like, okay, just give me your Instagram information and I will help you post. So they're trying to find that, (laughs) you know, and then they're like, just the meals on us, whatever. And I'm like, we will talk about this. Let's just, let me try to figure this out for you first. And we will deal with that later. You know, and you're like, this is some people you just want to help them. It just depends. There's all different ways to formulate how much it's worth for a post or reels and posts or a long-term, like over a year. Do you want me to post every now and then? Do you want to be able to reach out to me all the time and say, oh my gosh, we have this thing coming up this weekend. Will you repost it? It's so all over the board that it's hard to, when people are like, what's your rate? I'm like, well, what, what exactly do you want? <laughs> or how much do you want? That's a really hard one. And I think every is probably different on how they handle that too. I wonder if, like you, there's other bloggers in other cities. There's some way that you all could join forces and figure that out. Mm-hmm. What would be a fair going rate? You could trade services, I guess for spa day at yeah you can do trade and cost if it's something you do all the time anyway like a workout place or facials or you know whatever anybody does that sometimes it's like okay well I was gonna pay for that anyway let's just do trade and then it also depends everybody's different because they're following some people with a bigger follower get paid probably more than you know it's kind of hard to figure out you're doing great thank you (laughs) it's this thing where we somehow figure it out. Maybe when we were 22 years old, we would not have had the savvy to have these conversations with potential clients, but now we can. And so Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of midlife, I think. Oh, yes. And I have noticed that there are some younger bloggers coming Mm -hmm. on the scene here recently. Yeah, I bet they look up to you because you were kind of the first one out there. But 
how have you differentiated yourself with some of those younger folks coming in and doing some current events blogging? It's different. I mean, if they start now, they can get a following a lot faster than the crawl that I had to do. Somebody did say, oh, there are some girls in here. They said, you're the OG. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it's different. I, I don't know. The younger people like to follow each other and they like to like, and they like to comment. I always say a lot of my followers in town are the people that don't want anybody to even know they're on social media. So they don't really <laughs> like or comment. Right. I know they follow me because they say it all the time. I'm like, why don't you do this? They're like, oh, I don't, do I have to like it? Do, is that important? Or what do I need? Like, I'm like, well, that would help. <laughs> I have a very sturdy, great following of people that can do their own thing. I have women that follow me that can go out and buy their own diamond tennis bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a following that can do a dinner party for 25 people in their home. It's a good, solid, very cool group of people. I have a good following. I have a good number too. It's who knows that whole algorithm. And it's just weird. You can buy likes, you can buy followers, you can buy comments and all that kind of stuff too. It's a gamut. (laughs) It is. The organic growth is way more satisfying. You're putting out a good product. You're leading people to good things and great events and you're supporting businesses and supporting the city as a whole there's something very satisfying about that over and beyond mm-hmm. having 20 million followers, right? Right, exactly. It's all relative to what really your end goal is. Mm-hmm. That brings up my next question because there may be listeners that are listening who want to do something similar. And maybe it's not even a blog about their town and events and that sort of thing, but maybe it's they want to start a business, an online business, or whatever the case might be. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is formulating an idea but just can't pull the trigger? And I can relate to this because there's something I want to do with Hey Michelle as like a next thing, and I keep toying with it, and I keep tossing around how I'm going to do it. And I find like just networking. I've emailed a couple of chefs. I talked to a chef at the Taste of the Bengals the other night trying to like How can I get this rolling? People are always willing to sit down and talk. I had somebody reach out to me and they're like, I kind of want to monetize what I'm doing with this Instagram. Can we meet for coffee? People love to help people. So I just say reaching out and talking and getting ideas and stirring up. And most people are so supportive. They want to help you. And in sticking with it, when you do it, be ready to be dedicated to it. Because these things look really fun and awesome, but it's a lot of time and they come up quick. Time flies. So you're like, oh, this is great. I've got plenty of time. And you're like, oh, that's next week. (laughs) that big thing I wanted to do. But just reaching out to people, getting a network, getting a supportive group together, and then sticking with it. Because it's easy to get frustrated and to start off. And it is slow and moving, and you want to give up a lot sometimes. I mean, I wanted to do that a lot of times. And you compare yourself. Yeah. Or you see what people are doing, and you see their numbers, and you're like, oh my gosh, or I wasn't a part of that. I can wonder why. You know, But you just have to be ready to roll through it all and keep with it. That's great advice. And you said something about the networking piece. I found that when I started the podcast, as I was formulating my idea, I was so pleased at how many, and it was mostly women, that were willing to sit down with me either on Zoom call or in person to talk about my idea and to provide other people to network with. 
or ideas and that support, that moral support, because mm -hmm. I think you know as well as I do that if you wait until you're 100% ready, you'll never do it. Mm -mm. No. And you're going to stumble, you're going to make mistakes. But the comparisonitis, as I call it, when <laughs> we <laughs> compare ourselves to others, that can be detrimental, but you just got to stay true to yourself and do you, do your thing mm -hmm. and let things go as they may. I think that's great advice. Sometimes it's viewing what you're doing as almost therapeutic for yourself. Doing it for yourself, knowing that it's helping others, but just focusing on that and then hoping it all rolls positively. Yeah. And I think too, Michelle, I don't know if you agree with this, but now that we're in midlife, we've done so much for others. You know, we've maybe raised kids, taken care of parents, have maybe done the corporate job or whatever. And maybe this is our time to do something that we want to do and that is mm -hmm. fulfilling. And I love that, that you get that satisfaction out of doing what you're doing. I talk about self-care a lot. And actually the reel I was doing this morning was about self-care you go into a lot of establishments and events where there is really good food and lots of great yeah. drinks. <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask you. How do you stay in shape? Because you're in really good shape. Oh, well, thank you. Well, good genes goes a long way. I have a 99-year-old mother who is very thin after eight children. <laughs> that helps, I have to say, for sure. But also, I do try to work out a lot. This week has not been a good week for that. And yes, everybody's like, you don't eat all your food. And my one son said, are you going to do a fake vlog bite? And I'm like, I don't do those. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to eat everything on the plate. Just working out and trying to, because I am out a lot in cocktails and drinks. So I just, you know, don't always drink it all and I don't always eat it all. <laughs> all right. But I won't vlog about it unless I try it. So I have to try everything. <laughs> well, heck yeah. We call that the polite bite. Yeah, but I do tell you about And living downtown house, I tell you, I walk everywhere. And it's just so easy to walk. You know, at night, you're like, oh, it's seven. I can walk the river real quick. I can do that. So it is nice to be under, next to the biggest playground. Absolutely. <laughs> In the city. That's great. <laughs> do you ever have to just say no to things? I just had this discussion at breakfast. Always had a hard time saying no. I feel like if people ask me, I'm like, oh, that's so nice that they asked me. But I tell you what, sometimes if I have nothing on my agenda and I can sit in my apartment, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I just hate if somebody asks me to do it. I, I could do three events in a night. Sometimes I'm like, I'll squeeze it in. I'll stop by for 45 minutes and I can go to the next thing. And I've kind of always been like that. Even when I was married together, we always tried to fit everything in that we committed to and we hate to let people down. So I've just always been like that. But I have to get better at saying no to things. <laughs> well, it's about having boundaries. Yes. You can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Whatever the saying is right. that sometimes we have to say, that's stressing me out. I'm as busy as I'd like to be right now. Right. Saying that to yourself mm -hmm. is okay sometimes, I think. I do have some fun questions because I'm always curious. Okay. What has been your favorite event of 2023 so far? Wow, there are so many. This is so hard. I really don't have a favorite. I mean, I just did that Taste of Bangles. I mean, I'm a huge Who Day fan. 
that's a great one. That's for the free store food bank. And you can see all the players and all the restaurants are there. So for me, it's like a win-win on every account. I've got all the restaurants, the chefs that I love to talk to and the Bengal players and the coaches. So that's super fun and a great give back. I mean, the event situation here is fantastic between artworks is very, it's so cool and eclectic. That one's coming up again. Ballet puts on that great club B Karen Wellington, which I'm on that board. And that event is super fun. And I explain to the listeners about Karen Wellington, because we've got listeners from all over the country. Karen was a friend of mine. Our kids went to school together, first grade on. She passed away of breast cancer. So that's Karen Wellington living with breast cancer foundation. And we put fun on the calendar of women going through chemo. We're not trying to cure anything. We are literally taking any woman from any economic background. You don't have to be in a needy situation. But when you're going through that, you don't take time for yourself and you don't plan a vacation. And, and sometimes it's last vacations or last concerts or last whatever their dream is. So we just try to do that. And I tell you what, there's nothing more fulfilling than going and giving those trips or concerts or Bengal games or whatever away. And it's really cool. And it's fun to see them light up and their families get their moms or their wives. For some reason that week or that day, they get this energy and it's like they get their person back for a little bit. It's amazing. It's fun. I love that foundation. I think it's fantastic. And it is great. I know several people who have been recipients of a Mm -hmm. gift from the Karen Wellington Foundation. So I think that's awesome. That's a hard one to answer. I'm sorry, because there are so many, everybody does such a great job at their fun events from Paddle Fest. I mean, like all, there's just so many fun things. I know. I mean, you think of Cincinnati, medium-sized town. You've got to think that there are a lot of towns like Cincinnati that are doing really amazing things that they're showcasing every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And we got really lucky, I think, in the last 20 years, Cincinnati's really turned the corner. Well, and we're a very big give back city. I mean, we're one of the few cities that has free admission to our museums due to private donations. You know, I mean, people in this city love the arts, love the city, and they, I mean, our parks. I mean, we have a lot of things that are just make us pretty special. Uh, we are so lucky. We definitely are. All time favorite thing you have done since you have been. I read that and I'm like, oh. I know, but I'm curious. I know. I don't even. I was trying to think, like, what's the coolest? I have been invited to some weekend events at some bourbon distilleries, like down in Kentucky, and concert, like a weekend that was like, boom, boom, let's go. Let's make these people in this cool, like, you know, and then meet the singers and go back. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, how did you pick me? <laughs> I was just invited to go to Somerville, South Carolina, real close to Charleston. And I got to stay in Elizabeth Arden's estate. And Lily Pulser lived there, too. They've opened this Airbnb, so they have three cabins on the main property, and they're the main property, and it's beautiful. It's such a great trip for us with that direct flight we have now with that new, is it Breeze Airline or something? Yeah, Breeze. So it's a quick trip, fun, adorable, and I took my sister, and we're like, it's a walkable town, super cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, have you filled these cabins with your girlfriends or friends or couples? And they have the fire pits and the pool. I'm like, that was really fun. I just get invited. People do really Cool stuff. Chef stuff. I love, you know, dinners and yeah. watching people cook. And now I'm going to think of something really cool when we finish this that I'm like, how did I forget? <laughs> I know. You can always text me or email me. You think it's something. Oh, yeah, I did this. It was awesome. Yeah. And we can all live vicariously through you <laughs> for sure. So what trends are you seeing in the industry? What's cool that you're seeing on the horizon here? 
for just out and about or? Yeah, uh, entertainment. Entertainment. I think, okay, pop-ups. I keep saying the chef pop-ups. You know, there are a lot of chefs coming into town that are not really opening a brick and mortar yet, but they're popping up at really cool pubs and bars around town. These are chefs that have been around, have been on the cooking shows and everything, but all of a sudden you walk into these like divey bars and you're like, what? Are they cooking in the backyard? This is amazing. I think that's a cool trend lately. Super fun. I think one of the trends coming back, which is fun, is roller skating. We have a lot of roller skating going around town. Do you see that? We have the roller skating rink that's reopening down by the boathouse. Yeah. And they do that pop up on Court Street. I think that's all that stuff that is just like, oh, it's just for today. Or you, these immersive experiences and things like that, I think, are pretty fun. <laughs> Those are kind of like cool trends right now. I think that's so fun. It's just about getting outside. And I think after COVID, Anything outside, people are really excited about doing. Yes. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to release, but on September 23rd, you and I are going to be at the Kroger Wellness Festival, and we're going to be on the American Greeting stage doing a panel discussion Mm -hmm. about owning your age. Right. Which I thought was a great topic. How do you own your age? I feel like the older I get that I wish there were no numbers anymore. Not that I'm not proud. I say working on Karen Wellington, I say every year is a blessing. I mean, every year is a bonus and we should be proud of our age. But then there's a part of me that's like, people really tie you down. Especially when I talk to my young friends, they're like, I mean, my parents are traveling and they're so old. They're like 65. And I'm like, by the way, that is not really old. Like they can still actually go out and do things. They may even still have a relationship. Like they still do things. I mean, I just wish that people realize it's the youth in your heart and living downtown. And I saw something posted like living in a city decreases your age by like five years. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, because it is, it's lively. It brings, and hanging out with younger, not trying to be young. I don't try to dress inappropriately. I don't try to not act my age, but I have the energy they do. I can keep up. I can go out and dancing. I can have fun. And I, I feel like you do what you do that you enjoy instead of, saying like my friends are like oh I'm not gonna go down to that I think that's for the kids I'm like the kid it's for anybody it's an event like there's no age on the door that says you can't come in I mean I don't know what people told you that you can't go out to dinner with people or that because they're younger or you can't do things because of your age I'm like if it feels right just do it right like there shouldn't be there shouldn't be something that's holding you back because you feel like you shouldn't be doing it I don't know <laughs> I think that's how I own my age by just not making it define what I do I am my age. If I don't feel like doing it, I don't do it, but just do it if you want. You know what? I love that because that's a message that I'm hearing more and more, not just on my podcast, other podcasts, other people out there on social media are really talking about what is 59? Mm-hmm. What is 60? Mm-hmm. It's certainly not our mother's 59 or 60, although your mom. My mom's a different story. At 99, she's still amazing. <laughs> And I have sisters in their seventies <laughs> who are out and about, like seventy-two, still working for Procter and Gamble. That's she's worked since she was twenty-one. I mean, just never retiring the energy. And I feel like I have that in me too. Yep, it's a gift. It is. It is. It's a gift, Michelle. I'm telling you. <laughs> I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you. Facebook, Hey Michelle, and Instagram, which is most of my things, is Hey Michelle One. One of my things to do lists is to get back on my actual website and 
kind of ramp it up a little bit because I keep sleeping on doing that. Instagram, for sure. Hey, Michelle one is my big one. And by the way, listeners, she's Michelle with two L's. I am Michelle with one L. Oh, yes. I'm not a one L, Michelle. I'm a two. (laughs) I'll put all that in the show notes. Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. This was a lot of fun. Very refreshing. Thank you. I can't wait to be on stage with you at Kroger Wellness. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. That'll be fun. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. Okay. Follow Asking for a Friend on social media outlets and provide a review and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews and sharing help us grow.